It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Alan Jackson, small town southern man. I think he's one of the most, one of the best country artists ever, but doesn't get the credit as an all-time great for whatever reason, but... uh, I think he's spectacular. Alan Jackson on wax on a Thursday morning. Good morning. It's the shank of the day, baby. We've got chores to do. Bob and Joe having the chores. You were at a field day yesterday out at uh, the Procknow Farm out in the Menominee area. What did they talk about? Well, they talked about all the different technologies that are happening, and I learned more about smart corn. All right, and uh, we're going to go there. That was Synergy Cooperative sponsored that one yesterday. Today, it'll be for all Civia members and uh, some of the same presentations, and we'll see if we can't get a presentation. Uh, and again, the person that put out presentation for Smart Corn didn't want to do an interview or had to call the boss to see if it was okay and, or whatever happened? Well, and I I approached her after she did her presentation. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, I'm sure I, it was. So I said, well, hey, can we talk about a little bit about Smart Corn? And she said she had to call her boss. Okay. So well. that was as far as I got. <laughs> and the boss didn't answer, evidently. Apparently right, not. So that's going on today. So if you want to learn about smart corn and a whole bunch of other stuff, get to that field day today. On the Procknell Farm, outside of Menominee, right off the interstate, between 12 and the interstate. You can't miss it. That'll be going on starting later on this morning. Fairs continue around the area, including the Minnesota State Fair begins today. That'll run through Labor Day. And around here, we've got the... Uh, Central Wisconsin State Fair. They had a lot of judging the first two days. A lot of livestock on uh, Tuesday. Dairy yesterday. What kind of things do they got going on today at the Central Wisconsin State Fair as far as uh, judging is concerned? I don't know. Well, they've got small animals coming in. And okay. So you've got your small animals, and they've got some horse stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And at 2 o'clock, the beef, sheep, swine, poultry... Goats, horses, exotic, and dairy are all released. So oh, it's right. changeover so, day. Yeah, if you want to get in there, then they'll have open show. we got to find out the results. They have uh, what they do in Clark County. They have the uh, senior showman champions for the sheep, the hogs, and the beef go into a uh, super showmanship contest. And this is the first year they've done it in Marshfield. And we'll have to see if we can get the results of the uh, showmanship where, you know, each of those champion showmen in the beef they will show not only beef, but also hogs and lambs. And the hog showman will show the beef and the lambs. And the lamb will show the beef and the hogs as well as the lambs. So we'll see if we can't get the results of that. I think it's a good contest. And uh, you find out uh, maybe a little bit about showing other animals. It's not that easy. And the big boar contest at the recent Iowa State Fair. We got the results of that. Didn't have a lot of animals, but uh, they had some big ones. So we'll find out what's going on there. Also, speaking of crops, the Pro Farmer Crop Tour is wrapping up and uh, just seen some preliminary numbers out west, especially in Nebraska and uh, South Dakota and Dakotas and places like that. They're showing the crop might not even be as good as what the USDA is forecasting. So it'll be interesting to see what their final numbers are. They're going to be wrapping that up. They said a little better into Illinois and Iowa, but still some problems. So how big will the crop be? That Pro Farmer Crop Tour usually gets a pretty good handle on it. So lots of things going on, including, well, some pretty good fair weather. We'll tell you about it. 
The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. little fog out there this morning left over after some of that rain. And man, some areas reported some heavy rains around here. I, I don't even think I got a thimble full, maybe tenth of an inch. Up in Barron County and some of those areas, they're talking six, seven inches of rain. So some folks really, really got some heavy rains. And uh, so the leftover, a little fog, it's gradually moving out now and going to leave the state, leaving us partly cloudy today. Should be a nice day today. About 77 clear overnight, but it'll get down to about 52 overnight. It'll be a good sleeping night. Friday, partly cloudy, will be about 80. And then uh, Saturday, cloudy and breezy, 79. Chance of rain on Sunday, about 84. And then uh, Monday, partly cloudy. Tuesday, sunny. Temperatures continue in the low 80s. Summer's not over yet. 67 right now here in the Chippewa Valley. It's on a Thursday on wax as we get through some of the rain. Again, 7 inches up in Barron County, down in Trempolo County reports 5, 6 inches in places down there. And around here in Eau Claire, like I said, we get maybe a tenth. That's about it. So very widespread. But where it did hit heavy, it hit real heavy. We'll have Mike Dandrea Tell us more about that later on. About a minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM WAXX. So, Claire, here's some news this morning. President Biden is canceling some federal student loan debt. We will forgive $10,000 in outstanding federal student loans. Speaking yesterday at the White House, Biden noted college costs have gone up significantly in recent years. He said student loans have led to unsustainable debt for too many Americans. The $10,000 of debt relief are for those earning less than $125,000 per year. President Biden says he had no advance notice of the FBI's recent raid on ex-President Trump's Florida estate. Chatting briefly with reporters, Biden added, None, zero, not one single bit. FBI agents executed a federal search warrant at Mar-a-Lago seeking classified documents that Trump took with him when he left office. Jurors in the trial involving NBA legend Kobe Bryant's widow Vanessa's lawsuit against Los Angeles County have awarded her $16 million. Brian Shook has more. Co-plaintiff Chris Chester is getting $15 million. He also lost a spouse and a child in the 2020 helicopter crash that killed nine people. Their lawsuit accuses the county of negligence because first responders shared graphic images of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and the other victims. I'm Brian Shook. Dennis Rodman is calling off his plans to help free Brittany Griner. The five-time NBA champion told NBC News on Saturday that he had permission to go to Russia to help Griner get out of prison. The WNBA star was arrested at a Moscow airport in February after vape cartridges containing hashish oil were found in her luggage. The State Department on Monday said it was against Rodman trying to free Griner and that his trip was likely to complicate her release efforts. Rodman has since changed his mind and now says a trip to Russia is not in the works. And actor Sylvester Stallone and his wife of 25 years are calling it quits. Record show Jennifer Flavin filed for divorce last week in Florida. The couple met in the 80s and tied the knot in 1997 before having three daughters together. Stallone says he and Flavin are addressing their issues amicably and privately. I'm Mark Mayfield. College tuition. Bob and Jill here. My first year in college... I paid $150 a semester at the University of Wisconsin-Madison for tuition. My last year, when I finally graduated, (laughs) (laughs) I paid $365 a semester and thought I was really getting ripped off. And now you're wrapping up your college career 
at the UW Stout. It doesn't matter what college; it's all expensive. What kind of and people putting their kids through college know what we're talking about? What are you paying for tuition? About three hundred sixty dollars a credit. And I paid three hundred and sixty-five dollars for all the credits I wanted to take. Yeah. So it is, and that's you know, books are different now. They don't use books like they used to. But the room and board and everything else, it is expensive. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not even on campus. I do mine all virtually. Yeah. So they don't, I mean, I don't even interact with any, any professor or ask them any questions. I have to pay for my own internet and my own computer and everything. So. Yeah, so uh, times have changed. It's expensive for college. No question about it. All right, five minutes after five, we'll get on to more farm news, and don't worry about that. I, of course, obviously, you know, I tended bar, and so I could pay for my whole college education just tending bar like two or three nights a week. You know, $150 a semester doesn't take much, but wow, it can't do that now. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's got a little fog out there, a little residue of the moisture and the rain that fell through, and again, Parts of the area got hammered yesterday. Barron County up in that area got about seven inches. Down in Trempolo County, reports of five inches or more. So isolated spots around the listening area got hit pretty darn hard. That's a a lot of rain to fall in just one day. Here in Eau Claire, like I said, if I got a tenth of an inch in my yard, uh, that might have been a lot. But today it'll be partly cloudy with a little fog out there this morning. That'll eventually burn off, and it's not real thick. But a little spotty. So 77 today, clear, cooling off tonight, good sleeping, about 52 the overnight low, 80 tomorrow, partly cloudy. Cloudy and breezy on uh, Saturday, high upper 70s. On Sunday, 84 with a chance of rain, then uh, low 80s on Monday and Tuesday. By the time we get to Tuesday, nice sunny day. Rice Lake right now, 65, trying to figure out what to do with all the water. Medford at 64, Wausau at 67, Marshfield 66, La Crosse. And Green Bay, both at 70 degrees this morning. Madison Sun Prairie, little sprinkles down there this morning, 68. Milwaukee at 69, and it's 67 right here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And in just a little while, we'll go back to the Central Wisconsin State Fair in Marshfield. We'll talk to two young ladies who won the beef show at the Central Wisconsin State Fair. But before we get to that, we got some numbers to look at, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. Joe, the cash livest- or the uh, livestock numbers. Choice fed beef steers are 140 to 150 and a half with mixed at 125 to 139. Choice fed beef heifers are 135 to 149 and a half with mixed at 110 to 134. Choice fed Holstein steers are 131 to 140 with select and silage fed 110 to 130. Cows are 70 to a dollar. Bulls are 99 to 116 with butcher hogs at 85 to 109. Sows are 66 to 72 and a half with boars at 15 to 26 and a half. New crop market lambs are 95 to 127. 
Feeder lambs are one ten to two dollars. Ewes are sixty five to a dollar five. Small goats are thirty to one hundred twenty five dollars. Medium goats are seventy five to two hundred sixty five dollars. Large goats are seventy five to five hundred thirty dollars. With nanny goats at twenty five to three hundred fifteen dollars. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures uh, were mixed. Live cattle were lower. The August contract one forty one thirty two at the close, down thirty cents. October live cattle one forty three seventy seven, down eighty two. December one fifty one hundred fifty dollars even. That's down sixty seven. And February one fifty four sixty two. That was uh, down thirty two. Feeder cattle were mixed. August one eighty one twenty two at the close. That was up thirty two. September at one eighty three oh two, up fifty seven. October unchanged one eighty four forty five. November 186.05 was down 37, and January at 186.90, down 55. Lean hog carcass contracts, October at 90.37, that was down 252. December at 82.17, down 205. February at 85.75, down 182. And April at 89.62, down $1.75. Board of Trade was higher early, but then it came crashing down. There was some give back yesterday with the uh, rains in the Corn Belt and a little pressure on the demand side as well. As we look overnight, December corn uh, did turn around and go a nickel higher, so we're sitting on the December corn at 6.62 a bushel this morning. December oats up 3 at 4.21. Wheat for December up 1 to 2 at 8.15. Soybeans November up 4 to 5 cents at 14.61. Soybean meal for October down $1.20 at $431.60. Dairy markets were lower yesterday. Barrel cheese down a half a cent, 187 and a half. Blocks down a penny at 176. Butter down a half, uh, five and a half cents at three dollars a pound. August class three down two at 2006. September down 21, now under 20 dollars at 19 dollars and 99 cents. October and November were both down 30 cents. October 2035, November 2116. December down 36 at 2110. So that's the way the markets look. We're going back to the fair in Marshfield. Next on Wax, we've got 12 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock. Little fog out there. We're in the mid to upper 60s right now. We'll get upper 70s today. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. A couple of young men won the dairy beef show at the Central Wisconsin State Fair, but when we got to the straight beef, it was a young lady sweep. And we're going to talk, first of all, to Michelle Potts, from the Marshfield FFA. And Michelle, tell me about the string of beef that you brought to the fair this year. I brought a market steer and a Hereford calf. My market steer was grand champion steer here. Tell us about him. Nope, he's a crossbred, mostly Charlet. He's all white, and he was bred and owned on our family farm. So how many of those have you got at home? We have about 25 cows and 25 calves. How big was that steer, and what did the judge say about him that he liked him the best overall? He was 1390. He was just finished and was the most market ready, I guess. And I always like to ask, did you pick this steer out as a calf to show, or did uh, you get a little help from uh, some family members? Um, I picked him out. <laughs> what did you see about him when he was a calf that you liked, other than the fact he's a pretty white calf? Well, yeah, he was pretty and white, but... I don't know. Every year there's just like a certain calf that I just know that I want to show, and that was just him this year. 
So what was it like getting him ready, getting him on feed, teaching him to lead? Was he pretty agreeable through the whole process? He was pretty good. There were certain days where he did not want to behave, but overall he was a pretty good steer. When you walked into the show ring and looked at your competition, you think, I got a good chance of being the champion here. Kind of. Why? What did you see in your steer that uh, you thought maybe he's a little better than the other ones? That's what I said before. Most market ready. Just looks like a show steer. And he is a show steer, that's for sure. Well, showmanship. What'd you do in showmanship? Because you did not take that steer in there with you. What'd you take in there and how'd you do? Um, I took my Hereford calf in there and I got first place in the intermediate showman. Group. Now, as you take that steer through the auction, what are you going to do with the money? All the money that I get every year from my steer goes into my college fund. And you're at Marshfield High School, right? How far along are you in school? What grade are you going to be now when we start in the fall? I'm going to be a sophomore. So uh, what are your plans for after high school? You made any yet or thought about it at least? I'm not really sure. I know for sure that I want to go to college. Maybe something for, like, business I'm thinking right now. Going to cattle business, selling cattle. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. Well, let's talk to the young lady that uh, probably is Michelle's best friend right now, and that's uh, Brenna Thorson. And uh, Brenna showed with the Wood County Junior Holstein Club, and why are you not real happy with her right now? Um, she beat me in showmanship just now, and then she beat me in the other show, too. But you're still buddies. Yeah. All right. Well, tell me uh, right now, as far as the uh, show, Brenna, the steer that you brought in to the ring in the market class. My steer's a Hereford steer. And we raised him at our farm. So what are his strengths? What do you like about him? How many Herefords you got at home? We have about 15 Hereford cows. And some of his strengths are that he looks just like a show steer. He has a lot of hair. He's square topped and finished pretty good too. And I'll ask you the same question I asked Michelle. Did you pick this steer out as a calf or did you get a little help from the family in deciding which one would be the best chance? Um, I picked this one out. What would you see in him? You mentioned some things already, but as a calf, before he was fully developed, what would you see in him? I thought that he could have a lot of growth in him, and I saw the clean front end on him. Mm-hmm. How big a calf is he? How, how much does he weigh? Twelve twenty. So how much showing do you do there in the course of the year, Brenna? I go to about 20 shows a year. So like where? We went to Iowa this year, a bunch of Wisconsin, Minnesota. Denver. Wow, so uh, you've got to have a pretty good eye for cattle. Yeah. Do you fit your own cattle too? Do you clip and wash and get them ready? Oh, my dad helps me with that. But you're learning pretty fast. Yep. What year are you in school now? Uh, I'm going into eighth grade. Oh, wow, so you've got a lot of years to show. Is this the best you've ever done, reserve champion, or have you done better? My steer won in 2019. So you have been at the top. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. And back to Michelle, is this the best you've ever done, or... uh, how have you done in the past? Yeah, this is the first time that I've got grand. I got reserved one time a few years ago, but that's it. Kind of like that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Two young ladies who won the beef show here at the Central Wisconsin State Fair. Again, Michelle Potts with the Marshfield FFA 1,390-pound Charlay Cross and Brenna Thorson from the Wood County Junior Holstein Club, 1,222-pound uh, Whiteface Hereford. Here at the Central Wisconsin State Fair, they were one and two in the beef show. And a good beef show it was. And coming up, we're going to go back to the fair, what uh, St. Croix County Fair. Jill, you were over there. Talk about 4-H. What are we going to talk about? 
we talked to, I talked to Heather Verling. She is the 4-H program educator, programmer. I don't know. They have different titles, but she's in charge of the 4-H program up there. And we talked about how 4-H numbers have changed from pre-COVID to COVID and they're getting back into their numbers. We've also talked about how 4-H is adjusting to meet the um, interests of the 4-H members. All right, so we'll have that coming up on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. County Fair season continues across the state of Wisconsin. Maybe not quite as many in a week as we've seen, but still plenty of youth that are trying to now combine almost their school schedule with a county fair schedule. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And I'll tell you what, Joe, I have got a 16-year-old nephew that is a perfect example of some of the challenges that are not only facing mom and dad, but also school systems and our 4-H leaders. He could be involved in 4-H, but he, like many young people, decided that he was going to work this summer. That's just one example of some of the adjustments, the changes we've seen since the pandemic that's impacting a lot of our county fairs, a lot of our 4-H exhibitors. Well, I found out a little bit more, too. I talked to Heather Verling. She's the St. Croix County 4-H program educator. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. And we talked about the numbers before COVID, through COVID, and the numbers afterwards. And the adjustments that she's making within the program to get more members involved. From adjusting that fair book to what kids are really interested in. And I found out a whole lot more at the St. Croix County Fair. Great. Um, UW Extension and 4-H have really um, kind of changed efforts a little bit and moving more into the educational area of the fair, really trying to um, provide uh, platforms for not only kids but adults to come and learn during their fair experience. So, for instance, today we are hosting a daycare field trip opportunity where uh, local daycares have come out to the fair and we are guiding them through eight different educational workshops where they can learn about animals, science, art, all the different aspects of everything that occurs here at the fair. You talked about education for adults. Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. So um, we have other um, educators within the UW Extension office Uh, whether that be agriculture, agronomy, horticulture, um, nutrition education, um, health and human development that will come out during the fair, offer different workshops, different sessions for adult learners to attend as well. So beyond the fair, what other things do you do? So throughout the year, we have a ton of educational opportunities for kids, all ages, so pre-K through high school. Um, and they, they range from um, day-long project workshops to overnight camps to educational trips across the country. Uh, it's, just, it's a broad spectrum on top of the traditional like, 4-H club work. And we're looking ahead now past COVID. What did you see that COVID happened to 4-H? COVID really um, spun 4-H in a new, uh, new, new direction where we really started developing more of our virtual platforms for learning. Um, so we have a number of programs throughout the year now that are no longer face-to-face. It's all done through either computer, phone, um, audio, and kids come into those spaces to learn just as they would in a face-to-face setting. 
So it's, it's made us move into the future with technology, but I think it's also provided families um, an opportunity, especially busy families, to say, you know what, I can't make a face-to-face meeting, but I can have my child sit at home and come in via computer for an hour. So I think it's really made our programs more adaptable um, and open to a bigger, broader audience. So your bigger, broader audience, that was right to my next question. Do you feel like you are reaching more people, more kids in this venue? Yes, um, and, a, and a different group of kids, which is great. Um, we have our very strong roots in 4-H, that traditional 4-H program of you know, a lot of rural kids coming off the farms. St. Croix County, um, as everyone knows, is, is getting this huge influx population from the Twin Cities. So it's a whole new audience. And it's more of an urban audience. So we're really trying to connect with those kids coming in on their interests. So we've started um, new programs more in our STEM and science fields and robotics and um, moving in that direction. Not, you know, not to say that, you know, we we still want those traditional farm kids. Yes, we do. But um, really trying to tap into um, kind of modern day and new projects and what kids are interested in. So that flux of kids coming in, and you mentioned doing a little, a few different things. Are you able to spread those new things to your traditional 4-Hers too? Yeah, um, it, it's been, uh, I would say our traditional 4-Hers have been a little timid on some of them. But once we get them in, get them seen, like the new, the new technology, the new um, science stuff, I mean, they're excited. They're really excited. So it's, it's. I think growing our traditional program as well, um, even for the fair, we've had to expand the project list in the fair book for kids to enter because they don't have these new projects in the traditional book. So we've really tried to enhance the program, move it in different directions. And again, this is a new generation of kids. They have new interests. Um, so we want to adapt and grow along right with them. So along with adapting and growing, have you seen a big expansion of what's coming to the fair for projects? Yes, um, especially I would say in our mechanical projects, lots of new inventive stuff. Um, kids are really getting involved in welding. Um, the Legos are a very big new project. Our robotics program, Rocketry, is new this year. We had our rocket launch last week. Um, so yeah, we've we've seen kids really cling on and and want to show those and uh, those exhibits. And I know that COVID put kind of a damper on some of the attendance. Do you feel like your numbers are growing from pre-COVID times, or where are you guys at? So last year we were about half of our membership, and this year we've really seen it bounce back. We're about I would say fifty to hundred kids short of what we're traditionally at, but way better than than before so we have seen those numbers really come back i think people just needed some time to adjust figure out priorities figure out what this looks like now that we've made changes um and and see what works for them and do you credit some of that expansion just to your new technology and to to your new ideas 
Yeah. Um, but I, I also want to credit it more to, again, it's a new generation of kids. We have to learn and adapt to what their interests are, to what they're learning about, to what they want to learn about. So um, for someone like me that's not technology um, efficient, it, it really put a learning curve on. And I, I had to I had to learn right along with them. Um, and really, really try to change um, our approach and how we deliver education in a new way. And again, Heather Veerling from over there in St. Croix County. But the uh, good news is the numbers are coming back as far as exhibitors, and uh, it's always fun to go to the fair and see all the different exhibits. Absolutely. The numbers, the barns up there were pretty full, and the exhibits in the exhibit, exhibit hall was... It was filling up, so uh-huh. it was it was good to see. Yeah, that's good. And uh, being over at the Marshfield Fair earlier this week, the Central Wisconsin State Fair again. Yeah, the barns have animals in it, but the exhibit buildings is a lot and have a, a lot of neat exhibits that the kids do over and above the livestock. So there's just there's so much more to the fair than just cattle, hogs, horses, and pigs. So and sheep and whatever get to the all the barns in the fair because there's a lot of good things to see a lot of good things to hear too and that includes rocky from premier livestock next right here on wax agriculture it's a wisconsin way of life wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report 5 30 in the morning let's get over to premier livestock in with rocky joins us from uh, home base in lublin did you check the rain gauge rocky how was it over where you were yesterday i did not but i think it was plenty really you got a heavy rain too we got barely yeah. nothing in eau claire but some yeah. people got but like we were reporting early barron county seven inches down Tremplo five and above but you think you got a pretty good soaking over there too huh? yeah it, it was substantial i would say so it rained a long time huh yeah and hard oh boy all righty well i know there are some places that could use some rain but not seven inches at one time that's for sure well we got to wrapping up a busy busy week over there it's only thursday we got a lot more work to do so get us caught up from premiere uh, thank you, Bob. Good morning, everyone. This is how yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. Yesterday, we sold 250 head of dairy cattle with three complete herd dispersals. Uh, top Supreme Fresh Cows brought 1900 to $2,750. Uh, we sold lots of cows, lots of cows, over $2,000. Many other good cows from 1250 to 1875 uh, Top Spring and Heifers, 14 to 1850 We've seen a top on Tuesday special monthly heifer auction of 2050 On the Spring and Heifers, uh, special heifer. For sale, open heifers mostly a dollar to a dollar forty-five. All them better heifers, one twenty to one forty-five. Uh, breeding age open sold up to eleven seventy-five. Uh, that makes over six hundred head of dairy cattle sold this week at Premier. Thank you. Uh, next week, uh, Wednesday, dairy cattle auction. We got a sixty cow Holstein parlor freestall herd. We got several top reputation loads of Holstein freestall cows. And if you're looking for some colored cows, wow, do we got some offered there? Uh, we got some extreme fancy jerseys. Uh, most of the got two groups of them from two of our best consigners and they're all going to be registered we also have some fancy linebacks uh we got some short horns we got some pro cross uh plus lots more then uh this friday like we said at the top guys machinery auction uh nine o'clock a.m we get started we got three rings all day bring an auction buddy with you uh two rings will be online one ring will be offline uh the offline ring guys that's a whole day of selling there um that and stuff like i said won't be 
online, so bring some guys with you. Uh, lots and lots of nice stuff there, a little something for everybody at our auction. Uh, the two online rings, uh, there's ring one, ring two. Note that when you're looking on stuff online. If you don't see your items you're looking for online, that means they're offline. Uh, we will have food on site all day. Uh, like I said, if you can't make the auction, online bidding will be through equipmentfacts.com. Please pre-register for that. Uh, we'd appreciate if you registered for that today. Uh, you can start bidding uh, right away as soon as you register. You can pre-bid uh, also on there. Uh, put your max bid. Computer will bid for you. So any items you'd like to inspect, you can certainly come do that all day today. Uh, if you need to drive an item, start an item, just inspect it. Come on over. We encourage it. Full listing at uh, premierlivestockandauctions.com, and that's the way it shaped up, Bob. All right. Well, hang in there, and uh, I know it's going to be a big auction tomorrow, so we'll get the yep. results later on. All right. Sounds great. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over there, Premier Livestock in Withy. And uh, thank goodness the auction wasn't yesterday because it would have been a wet affair, that's for sure. Mike Dandry is over at Skywarn 13 in the weather room. And boy, Mike, some people really got pounded. Mm-hmm. Yep, especially uh, Barron. You know, we got a lot of uh, videos and photos sent in from viewers there. And also Trempolo County, especially around the gate area. That was uh, that was another spot that got pounded with a lot of rain. Yeah, and Rocky from Premier over there in the Withy area said it rained hard. He didn't look at the rain gauge, but he said it rained hard for a long time over there in central Wisconsin as well. Mm-hmm. And how much did you get in your uh, rain gauge, Bob? I barely got the bottom wet. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was about the definition of hit and miss in the Eau Claire area, areas to the north and areas to the south. Uh, well, they got. They got more than what they needed, but uh, otherwise for today, we'll start off with cloudy conditions, but high pressure will start building in from the northwest, ultimately clearing us out and dropping our humidity throughout the day, but that early morning cloud cover going to keep us a little on the cooler side, mid to upper 70s for our highs. Later tonight, though, as our humidity drops, we'll have mainly clear conditions and a light breeze. It'll keep us a little cooler, low 50s for our overnight lows. And, uh, well, tomorrow may start off with a little bit of fog, but otherwise sunny with temperatures around the 80-degree mark. Partly cloudy for tomorrow night, low 60s for our lows. Rain chances return to the forecast on Saturday. A little bit of uh, humidity, but more breezy conditions than anything around the 80-degree mark. The real humidity starts to kick in with better chances of rain on Sunday. And that may last into Monday as well before we dry things out going into Tuesday and Wednesday and cool us off a little bit with a good bit of sunshine and temperatures mostly into the upper 70s and low 80s midweek next week. But for now, overcast conditions and a temperature of 67 degrees in Eau Claire. A little bit of a warm start. Yeah, it's a nice morning out there. And I'll tell you, outside of that heavy rain, the temperatures in August have been wonderful. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Now, going into the uh, last couple days of August, especially uh, Sunday and Monday, it's going to be a little warm. We'll have mid-80s for our highs. And with that humidity... Uh, it might feel like July again. Oh, that's okay. It's still August. We're I, still in summertime. I was going to say, I think that we can uh, we can manage that for a couple days. I think we can. Hey, thanks, Mike. No problem, Bob. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll be here. Mike Dandrew over there at Skywarn 13 with the weather. Brought to you by the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 23 minutes before 6 o'clock. We've got markets to get to and some farm news to get to as well, but we've got other news to get with us. Morgan McCarthy's in the newsroom. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Bob. We were talking earlier about uh, President Biden, you know, dropping the money for student loans and all that stuff, forgiving mm-hmm. all that. 
remember what tuition was? Now, you went to school out in Boston, I know, but what, what tuition was? Well, when I was there, my last semester, my first semester, was $150 a semester at UW-Madison. Then it was 365 my last semester. Jill's paying $360 a credit. Mm-hmm. What was it out east in Emerson College when you went? Do you remember? Whoa. What did your dad pay? <laughs> no, I've been paying for a while and, in fact, paid one of those off. And now I'm thinking, hey, um, it was upwards of what Joe was paying per credit. Plus, yeah. um, I, I did get some scholarships and things yeah, like that, yeah, so yeah. our price was a little bit different. But I think, really, that's what we should be addressing. We should be addressing the cost before you rack up the loans. And the and interest rates they charge these kids. for I mean, the interest rates are horrendous. Mm-hmm. Too. That, that doesn't. They drop the interest rates. That would help. But anyway, that's a different topic. On a different I'd like thing. your tuition bill, though. Boy, did I ever. I didn't have a bill. I just paid it. It didn't take much. Cash money from that bartending right. gig, right? Exactly. Pay with the tip jar. <laughs> That's for sure. What's going on? From the 715 Newsroom headlines, we're going to start with uh, the courts and an update from there in our area. The passenger in the truck that killed three Girl Scouts in Lake Cali is out of prison after just a year behind bars. The state's Department of Corrections yesterday informed a judge in Chippewa Falls that John Stender was released from prison. He was sentenced to three years plus three years probation for not saying anything after Colton True ran down the scouts and one of their mothers in 2018. The father of one of the girls yesterday said Stender's release is upsetting. True is serving that 54-year sentence for the girl's death. We go to Menominee with other headlines. A city council member there accused of threatening officers' jobs after they arrested him for drunk driving. 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster looks closer. Officers say council member Lucas Chase told them he was going to call the chief after they stopped him for a burned-out taillight, then arrested him for OWI. It's Chase's first OWI arrest. Officers say Chase also called Menominee's mayor during the traffic stop. The mayor yesterday said Chase didn't ask him for any favors. I'm John DeMaster. Well, tax cuts and gas prices could be political season in action when you hear those catchphrases. Governor Tony Evers yesterday announced a plan to cut taxes by about $600 million, and he wants to use some of our state's record $5 billion surplus to pay for those tax cuts for families who make under $150,000 a year. The governor also saying he wants to end Wisconsin's minimum markup law, which adds about 30 cents to the price of gas. And what were you doing at 17? Well, if you were mainly uh, doing chores or trying to stay out of trouble, well, we're kind of alike. This kid, though, he seems to be flying high. Mac Rutherford landed in Bulgaria on Wednesday afternoon after completing his five-month-long voyage across 52 countries and five continents. The British-Belgian national belongs to a family of aviators and at one point was the youngest pilot in the world at the age of 15. His latest solo trip earned him two Guinness World Records, not only for being the youngest person to fly around the globe solo, but also for being the youngest to do so in a micro-light plane. I'm Mark Mayfield. And we go wheels down and head the runway back to the barn with Bob Jill and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. I get nervous sometimes in the 747, let alone... (laughs) With a pilot driving, yeah. With two or three pilots. I hear you. I was thinking the same. In fact, I get nervous driving the back roads home (laughs) with Alex behind the wheel. (laughs) Well, rightly so. (laughs) Yeah. All right, thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. All right, Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom. Take a look at what's going on. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're going to take a look at some farm news before we get to the markets. And, uh, boy, Jill, that Warren. Russia, Ukraine have been going on for 180 days, six months already, and doesn't get the headlines it did in the beginning, but there's still a lot going on over there. There is a lot going on. 
While the Russian army continues to pound Ukraine with artillery fire, farmers in Ukraine are still trying to farm their land and grow a crop. And the latest reports out of Ukraine say those farmers aren't doing too badly. Observers now say the corn crop will be about 5 million metric tons larger than early estimates, reaching about 30 million metric tons at harvest. But that will still be a corn crop about 12% smaller than last year. And a wheat crop will be about 13% smaller. There's a lot of wheat that comes out of Ukraine. Former Minnesota Congressman Colin Peterson, who served in Congress for about two decades, has spent most of that time as a key member of the House Agriculture Committee and is trying to make sure the Midwest will have a strong say in the next farm bill that is due this coming year. To do that, he has put together the Midwest Council on Agriculture with representatives from Minnesota, North and South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, Illinois, and Wisconsin. That group had their first meeting to lay the groundwork for having input on that new bill. Peterson said he wants to model the group after a similar group in Texas, which is always called upon for input on farm policy in Congress. He's especially worried that with so many non-farm members in Congress, the new farm bill will cut many needed farm programs like crop insurance and commodity programs, as well as food and feeding programs. And uh, fairs are going on, Central Wisconsin State Fair in Marshfield. Also, the uh, Minnesota State Fair, I don't know if they still call that the Great Minnesota Get-Together or not, but whatever they call it, it starts today over in the Twin Cities at uh, State Fair Park in St. Paul through Labor Day. And uh, a lot of fairs, a lot of state fairs are over, including Wisconsin, of course. But the Iowa State Fair, did you guys ever show cattle at the Iowa State Fair? We did not. We were on the fairgrounds for some junior nationals, but I've never shown cattle down there. All right. But, well, the Iowa State Fair, of course, Iowa is number one in hog production. So they have a big boar contest every year at the state fair. And this year, because of the hot, dry weather, there were only two entries, but they were a couple of big boys. Peewee. Peewee won this year's contest, weighing in at 1,300 pounds. That's about 35 pounds short of the all-time record. And Purdy Boy finished second, weighing just 1,156 pounds. Can you say pork on a stick? Ah. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's quarter to six, 67 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Amber and Baron Equity. Fed cattle, high-yielding choice Holstein steer sold from $1.32 to $1.4225. Choice Holstein steer sold from $1.17 to $1.31. Unfinished steers and heifers sold from $1.16 and down. Cow cows, the top 20% sold from $83 to $92, topping out at $93.50. 60% sold from $65 to $82. And the bottom 20% sold from $64 and down. Cow bulls sold from $84 to $1. Calves, quality Holstein bull calves sold from $50 to $130, topping out at $140. Light and poor quality calves sold from 40 and down. Beef calves sold from 100 to 310. Our next sheep, goat, small animal, and beef sale is Saturday, September 17th at 10 a.m. If you have any questions, please contact Al at 608-477-5825. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And now we need to swing on down to Sparta Equity and hear from market manager Hutt Eman. 
A fed cattle selling steady with the Highland Choice Peace Tears and Heifers, 149 to 157 with the top of 159. The Choice and Select Beef Tears and Heifers, 138 to 148. The Dairy Cross Steers, 132 to 146. The Highland Choice Holstein Steers, 138 to 146. The Choice and Select Holstein Steers, 127 to 137. And the Unfinished Steers, Heifers, and Heavy Steers, 126 and down. Cow market steady with the Highland Cows, 89 to 98 with the top of 99.50. The Cutters and Utility, 73 to 88. And the Low Yulian and Canner Cows, 72 and down. Bull market steady with most bulls ringing 97 to 112 with a thin, full, and bulls over ton discount at 96 and down. Calves today sold by the pound with a steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing 70 to 130. The quality Holstein heifer calves 30 to a dollar. The quality beef calves 220 to 320. And the light and poor quality calves 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Monday, August 29th, starting at 1230 with hogs, followed by calves. Fed cattle, bulls, and cows. This is Hot Aimed at Equity Live Second Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's wrap up our sale barn reports for the morning as we go over to Equity Stratford. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Well, are you all wet this morning, Jerry, or not? Well, good morning to you, Bob. No, we just, uh, we were on the very low end of the rain scale yesterday, about a quarter of an inch. I went and looked here a little bit ago, and it's up. Uh, I don't know if anything came after it got dark, but we had a nice little shower about uh, uh, around supper time. So, but uh, like you said, reports uh, some places too much, some places not enough. Uh, well, I guess that's Mother Nature or whatever. Absolutely, you're not going to change her mind anytime soon. Hey, it's Thursday already. Get us caught up on the week at Stratford. I'll do that, Bob. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. Uh, summary from yesterday, Wednesday here at Equity Stratford, and. Uh, Wednesday is feeder cattle sale day here at Stratford. So on the feeder sale yesterday, uh, lighter weight beef steers were selling mostly from uh, 145 to 180. Lighter weight beef heifers selling in a range uh, mostly from 120 to 160. Heavier beef steers and heifers pretty much from 118 uh, to 170. On the Holstein line yesterday, lighter weight Holsteins from 110 to 140. Heavier Holsteins, uh, uh, well, actually, the middleweight Holsteins, first of all, from 118 to 145. Heavy Holsteins, those over 900 pounds, mostly from 94 to $1.35. Now we'll get into the market auction. Uh, cow market yesterday steady. Uh, High-yielding fleshy Holstein and beef cows yesterday sale, selling from 85 to 98, topping at 102 Uh Most of the cows in yesterday's sale were selling mostly from 65 to 85. Thinner cows, light carcass cows, 64 and below. On the fed cattle trade yesterday, choice grading beef steers and heifers are selling mostly from 128 to 145. Choice grading Holstein steers, uh, they are selling from 125 to 135. High yielding choice strictly prime Holsteins from 135 to 143. Select underfinished cattle, 120 and below. Uh, on the bull trade yesterday, better quality bulls from 95 up to 114. Lighter bulls, 90 and back. Calf trade yesterday, better quality bull calves, uh, mostly. 50 to 145. Heifer calves, pretty limited demand, 40 and below. Beef calves, uh, 150 to 300. And uh, we topped at 350 on those beef calves. And we are Thursday today here at Stratford. We get underway this morning at 11 o'clock. Market auction today, including market cows, fed cattle, and market bulls. We'll get to those baby calves uh, around that 12, 12.30 hour this afternoon. And uh, just keep in mind, our next hay sale in Stratford will be next Tuesday. Our next... Uh, um, feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. You know, Bob, I'm looking at the calendar a week from today, September 1st. That is. What a good deal. All right. Well, time marches on. Jared, that's one thing we can't stop. So uh, we'll deal with it. 
Yep. Well, anyway, you guys have a nice day, and I was listening before you had those, the weight of those two hogs over in Minnesota was what? Over in Iowa, over in Iowa, the Iowa State Fair, you know, they have a big boar contest, and Pee Wee was the biggest one, 1,300 pounds, and Purdy Boy weighed 11.56. They're market ready. Well, I'll tell you, about the only place you can have more pork come out of that would be from the federal government. (laughs) (laughs) Well said, my boy, well said. We'll talk to you in the morning. All right, you guys have a nice day. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald over the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Synergy Cooperative bringing us our market report. As we look at the grain, early yesterday the prices were higher, but then they gave back and finished lower. Grain in the Corn Belt, some other options in the market for, well, non-traditional buyers. Overnight, though, prices went a little higher. December corn up a nickel this morning, 662. The oats up three at 421. December wheat up one to two at 815. November soybeans four to five higher at 1461. And meal for October down a dollar 20 at 431.60. Country elevator prices today. Doomer's grain of Holman, corn's at 670 with soybeans at 1536. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location, corn's at 674 with soybeans at 1497. On the DTN screen, corn at Baldwin, 661, beans 1482, Golden Plump not reporting. Durand, uh, Mondovi, corn 655, beans 1477. At Elmwood, the corn is 661 with their beans at 1477. Fall Creek, 641 and 1462. And Osseo, corn is 666, beans 1482. Out at Elk Mound, 675 on the corn, 1487 on the beans. Sparta, 676 on the corn, 1486 on the soybeans. Elder, 641 and 1462 at the ethanol plants. Boyceville corn 689, Stanley 688, the New Richmond grain facility 683. Dairy was lower yesterday. Barrel cheese down a half a cent, 187 and a half. Blocks down a penny at 176. Butter down five and a half at three dollars. Class three for August down two at 2006. September down 21 at 1999. October down 30 at 2035. November also down 30 at 2116. December down 36, 2110. Again, more activity. At the Central Wisconsin State Fair, but other things going on as well, Jill. What else is going on in the area? If you want to go to the Industrial Hemp for Grain and Fiber Field Days, that is happening today down in Toma, call the Monroe County Extension Office. They'll give you more information. Just show up. It's Friday. It's today. So they're they're going to be out in the field. They won't be in the office. <laughs> and if you have forage that you want to send in for the 2022 World Forage Analysis Super Bowl, that needs to be submitted today, and there's a lot of prize money that goes with that. Yeah, a lot of checks that are pretty darn nice. So, again, get caught up on that. And, uh, and again, the Central Wisconsin State Fair at Marshfield goes on. Should be a nice day. Partly cloudy. High 77, about 67 right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.